Hey y'all, welcome to Book Circle Online. I have a very, very, very special guest for you guys today. It's going to be a sex expert. Stay tuned. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Like the segue in between those songs, I swear. Um, she has a professional doctorate in human sexuality and is the author, the authority on love, sex, romance, and relationships. She appears regularly on several publications and can also be heard across Australia's airwaves. She's been voted as Australia's best sex educator for 2012 and 2013. And she has a new book out. Great read. I am pleased to welcome Dr. Nikki Goldstein. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in. So, so many, I wish I, like, knew you two years ago, because I really <laughs> could have used your help, but, you know. I, oh, well, you can start now. You can start now. Yeah. And, yeah, she brought me some gifts, some condoms. Well, you need candies with your candies condoms. Candies and condoms. Sorry, Mom. Um, so, <laughs> Don't be sorry. You're being responsible. I know. You, my mom is... <laughs> my mom watches everything, so okay. she sees me give condoms and candies okay. to people. Yeah, so. it's, it's awkward conversation. <laughs> Anyways, we'll Not move in on. my household. <laughs> so, single but dating. Yes. Break it down. Break it down for us, because this is something that I feel uh, when I first. I'm originally from Canada, so the the concept of dating is a little bit different. And when I moved to LA, the the definition of dating has so many different variables, and I think this is perfect for you know people who are single but dating. So explain the way. Well, in a nutshell, I felt like the word single wasn't cutting it anymore, and I found myself living this life where I was you know, out there and I was exploring and I was experimenting and people would say to me, are you seeing someone? Are you in a relationship? And I'd have to say, no, no, I'm single. Right. And they would look at me like, oh, poor you. And I'm like, no, no, don't pity me. Like, I'm dating and I'm seeing different people and, you know, I may be having something on the side. So I'm living this great life and yet the label that I had to declare myself had so much negative association with it. So it was not only about creating that new label but also being realistic about the dating landscape at the moment, mm-hmm. especially for women. And it's about time that we stop saying to women, this is what you should do, this is how you should date. Instead, this book is about giving women the tools and empowering them and to say, I'm going to help you work out what's right for you. Right. And let's navigate this because I just think in this day and age, it's not good enough to be able to say, this is what you should, this is the type of guy you should be dating, this is how you should be dating. It's really about helping an individual to come up with their own decisions Mm -hmm. so that they're able to live a fulfilling life because it's based on what they truly want, not because it's what I like to call on the should do's. You know, we should date this type of person, this is how we should date them. That's not going to leave you fulfilled. That's going to leave you unsatisfied and scratching your head because you think, haven't I done everything I was supposed to do? Right. So here's my question. Um, I think we're in two like different worlds. So we have the world where, you know, as women, we're pressured to, okay, well, the clock is ticking. So, you know, before I think maybe 10 or 20 years ago, it was 24, 25 where you're considered old. Now everybody's pushing it to 30, but now you have, you know. Oh, 40 is the new 21. Yeah, 40. Like now, <laughs> I feel like the clock is pushing more where we're able to. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying being adult but still doing kid stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is it come to a point where you're like, okay, this, you know, I, I've done Halloween for 12, 12 years. Like, it, it, the fact that we can push it longer, should we embrace pushing it longer? Or is there a moment where you realize... 
grow up. Yes. <laughs> I think these days we can be big kids for longer. But especially as women, we need to be realistic about our biological clocks. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with doing Halloween and maybe going to Disneyland or whatever it is you think that's the big kid mentality. Right. But you also need to be very realistic with the fact that we are pushing this age barrier. And especially as women, we can say 40 is the new 21. We're allowed to be in the dating world longer. We're We're entering and exiting it all the time. Right. But... The thing that has never changed is our biological clock. We look younger and we have all these things about anti-aging. But one of the fascinating things when I was doing my research for the book was we haven't changed our biological clock. So instead of getting to the point where we think, yeah, we can have babies well into our 40s because when we look at Hollywood, everyone's having babies mm-hmm. that way anyway. Janet Jackson at 50. Was, exactly. Mm-hmm. No one's saying how she got pregnant. Right. Was this a donor egg? Was this IVF? I mean, I would assume that it was probably a donor egg mm-hmm. because this is the struggle. So it was one of those moments to say to women, well, have your fun, explore and experiment and go and be a big kid. kid sorry. However, if you know you want to be a mother, then there's something you should do about it now because you're preparing for an uncertain future. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to fall in love with, when you're going to fall in love with them, when Mm -hmm. you're going to want a family. But if you are pushing that age barrier a bit, there is one certainty, and that is you could start to struggle with fertility. Uh, Jimbo, just FYI, did send a clip email, um, or an email with a clip so we can watch it. So whenever you pull that out, I have something to for you okay. to look at. Um, so that's that's kind of the whole thing um, as far as adults. I, I think what people are forgetting, both men and women, is that we are, even though you look great in L.A., let me know if Australia is like L.A., because L.A. is a different beast from a lot of other places. It, like You'll see women who look like 25, maybe 30, and they're 60. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, you can have a kid when you're 40, but at the end of the day, even though you look great, you Your still are dealing with bones. You're still doing like, I mean, there are some mornings just being a former athlete, I get out of bed and I feel like I'm 50. Yeah. And like nobody will ever, you know, guess that. So it's just like, I'm not 50, by the way. <laughs> you're like, great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's just kind of like, you know, you, you, there's little things you can do, but there's also little telltale signs that, you know, your body is not going to act like you were 16. And I think health-wise, we're able to be healthier longer, mm-hmm. but we will all still struggle. But that thing is, is the, the fertility side of things, there isn't anything that we can do to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got all these advances medically, why are we not tapping in and using them as women and utilizing it to our benefits? I think that there's a lot of shame and stigma around accessing these resources Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to freeze my eggs. I want to date a bit longer. I want to have a little bit more time where I don't have children. We have the society around us that says, hang on, you're being selfish. And should you be doing that? And shouldn't you be settling down, finding a nice guy and popping out babies? And I was like, well, not necessarily these days. We have options and choices and we need to need to utilize those properly this is what i got from your book okay and it was perfect timing because i just finished uh, doing an after show for the kardashians so if we can play this Ah. clip (laughs) so this is just giving an idea of how young your ovaries are okay are they young or old there are fewer follicles than i anticipate for normal 32 year olds Shut the f- up. Okay, so we can stop it. I'll give you the. Definitely. 
the the breakdown. So Kim wanted to have another kid. Kim can't have kids, so she asked Chloe to go in. Chloe's been taking birth control for a long period of time. Uh, the doctor saw everything. She stopped taking birth control, and then he, she went in for another consultation, and she has a little bit more eggs. What baffled me was the fact that Chloe's 32, and being in the economic demographic that she's in, that she didn't freeze, freeze her eggs earlier. And it feels like... Um, we're in this really different state where I just saw a, a YouTube video where a lady, she froze her eggs at 15 and she had them later on. Like, it feels like... To me, that's an extreme. It's it's an extreme, but it feels like it's... People who are 18 or 19, they're doing, like, the Botox or doing all other stuff, but they're also freezing their eggs. Whereas 10 years ago, it wasn't the case. So it's just really weird that... I think we're more aware. Mm-hmm. Because these days when we look at how we get content... It's so fast-paced and rapid. Mm-hmm. So whereas a few years ago, we weren't able to share these articles and stories and clips from the Kardashians or stories like this 15-year-old girl freezing her eggs. Mm-hmm. So maybe we were a bit more ignorant as to what was accessible out there. I think these days, those girls who are in their early 20s and who are accessing a lot of things, it's because that they're thrusted with this idea of perfection with social media. Right. You know, They're going into Botox and all sorts of things because they see it around them and it's in its tenfold it's everywhere that they look it's instagram it's twitter it's facebook reality tv so i think it's just a different era that we're living in but i do think in terms of egg freezing it's not a matter of the younger the better Mm -hmm. but i do think if you find yourself in the early to mid 20s or you know say probably mid to late 20s and you're thinking i'm far away from having children Maybe it's something that you start to consider because I think it takes a while for a woman to come to that decision. It's not something you wake up one day and go, oh, that's a great idea. I'll I'll freeze my eggs. In America, it's very expensive if you don't have health insurance that will cover it. There's not many companies that will. In Australia, it's a bit cheaper. So it's an easier decision Uh, to come by. Because you went through that process. So could you give give a short little like this is how because I'm seeing needles and a lot of. Yeah. And I think people look freaked out by it and. It's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's really not that difficult. Um, I just happened to be one of those people medically that suffered a bit. I just had, you know, mood swings and bad bloating and bad pain, and I reacted to one of the drugs that they gave me. But the process itself, uh-huh. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really a month out of your life. It's two weeks seriously out of your life in terms of testing and needles and things like that. Okay. But you go back to normal after a cycle. So when I think about the benefit on my life and how it changed my mindset, mm-hmm it was worth it and when I think about that these eggs are in the freezer and if I keep prolonging having children or maybe I want a second third fourth child who knows Mm -hmm. or maybe I donate these eggs to someone else that to me was completely worth it it's not unbearable and it's something and and I did a documentary on it because I wanted to show women hey this is what's involved this is what it's all about right because I wish I would have had something like that before I went through the process just knowing what to expect because I think that can put your mind at ease sometimes when you see ahead what the possibilities are yeah I I think too given the society that we're in as far as America's concerned we have a lot of different things going on and if people at a certain age can say, you know, I want to freeze my eggs and it's affordable. It's a lot easier than saying, oh, crap, I need to have a baby. And you're not in the right situation to have a baby. And now, you know, that baby, instead of you taking care of the baby, now 
society is taking care of the baby, which is not what society wants to do per se. And I feel like there's all there's also this now acceptance to the baby mama. Mm-hmm. Like it seems to be so the norm that you have a you can have a child with somebody that you don't have a relationship with or you have a very short term relationship. Right. Now whilst that's an option and that might be an option for some, I think if you had the choice of whether having a baby now because of a ticking biological clock in a relationship that is not stable, you know, we only have to go back to another episode of the Kardashians to see that or being able to prolong it a little bit and be in a stable situation, whether that's on your own or with a partner, Mm -hmm. I think we need to be looking at having that option there because we do have it these days. It's just unfortunately, especially in the States, it is a little bit more expensive to access it. So, you know, that's a completely different debate in itself is should it be funded or partly funded? Yeah, we'll we'll leave that debate alone. Uh, You did mention a body image, which is another huge thing that um, I know men deal with it to an extent, but I feel like the pressure is way more on women. I don't know. I forgot to... Now I think about it, I should have sent Jimbo the picture. I don't know if you saw Amber Rose, her picture. Oh, I'll pull it up for you. I don't know, Jimbo, if you can look up for that picture. Amber Rose, um, you can Google release the bush or bring back the bush. You'll... It's probably the latest picture. So Amber Rose, she posted a picture of herself, and she's gorgeous. Um, She was promoting her her slut walk, but just her body is amazing. And you look at Amber Rose, and you look at other folks that, you know, put their body out there. It's not even like, oh, she looks great, and she has her clothes on. Like, now you're seeing pretty much almost full-on nudity, which is another issue in itself. Um, We just have that pressure. It's like, oh, my God, there's no fat. Where's the cellulite? Where's all that stuff so as women not only are you dealing with that and then you might diet or do extreme dieting to get to that body type and then affect your possibility of having like kids it's just very it's a vicious cycle that we're in for as women and i think as we get older we get more so there's comfortable. The, the picture that she she posted oh okay well, so we'll leave we're signing bit. up for an email yeah are we all right we're just telling um, you, but it, it's this vicious cycle because I think, especially as I get older, I get more confident in my body. And the biggest message I can have for people is it's not about a number on a scale. Mm -hmm. It's about health and how you feel. Um, I came up with an article this year looking at my own body journey. And last year I was suffering from ill health and just lost weight like that. And people were saying to me, oh, you look amazing, all this... I was so miserable because Mm -hmm. I looked in the mirror and all I could see was this gaunt face and this weight loss that was not welcomed, wanted or tried for. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my body was sick and that's why the weight was coming off me. And it it didn't feel good. I didn't feel confident and happy. I felt nearly ashamed. I didn't know what to say to people when they said, oh, you look so great, you've lost weight. And I realized that it's not about the numbers at all. It's about how you feel inside. And it's about getting to that point that, well, what's a healthy weight for me? And do I have the energy? And do I, you know, can I get through the day without having a nap? These are things that you take for granted when you're suffering from ill health. So I really wish women would focus more on that than looking at the number on a scale. Because also too, when we're looking at the dating world, he doesn't know if you were five pounds heavier two weeks ago. Like, come on. There is somebody for everybody. Exactly. I think I, like when I was younger, I was just like, how did... Oh, so there's the picture right there. Um, I was like, how I did... need glasses. Is she uh, showing... She showed... Well, they, they. I think on almost all the pictures, they blocked out her... her because her. I'm assuming by what you were saying, yes. she's bringing back the, the bush. vulva bush. Yes. See, this is an interesting concept because... I don't know about in LA, but I'm assuming it's quite similar to Sydney. There's this trend of 
lasering everything off. Oh, that's been around for a long time. Gosh, maybe 10 years. I'm a fan of waxing mm-hmm. because I like the idea of being able to grow body hair back. Now, body hair is also now we're a gonna, trend. Now we're going to get into personal <laughs> stuff and this is going to show up somewhere in five years. It's okay. But it's, it's also a trend. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Amber Rose saying, bring back the bush. Right. I also think women are under a lot of pressure to remove pubic hair. You know, it's like we have to be this sexual porn star. Like, even in porn, they're bringing back pubic yeah. hair. Yeah, it's been back for, in porn, it's been back like the land. So I used to not go to the this, 80s bush. Not the, 80, not the 80s bush. But <laughs> Just I, some bush. Yeah, I went to this lady. She does porn. Like, she, she waxes porn stars. And she was telling me that that's the, the landing strip has been, like, the porn stars have been trying to bring it back for years and I I, I don't know because I have I I feel like there's two two versions either like we're doing it for men or because the bush I I probably have to bring back the the picture but the picture that Amber Rose had it was so well trimmed like that takes more to do than waxing it all off it's a hairstyle it's yeah and it's just like you have to go but you have to do the upkeep and all this other stuff and it just feels like um we're either doing it for men or we're just doing it for ourselves because we just don't want to deal with it see I think if you got to do it for yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're in a relationship, it might be a conversation that you're having and your partner might say, listen, I do prefer it without. Mm-hmm. When we look at the logistics, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, as a woman, if you are single but dating and you're not necessarily in a city relationship, right. choose what type what of style makes you feel more confident. Because when you get your clothes off, whether it's something that's beautifully manicured mm-hmm. and it's your initials or who knows what <laughs> or it's nothing. Or bedazz- bedazzled. Bedaz- do you have a, yeah. We have that. Oh. I've Personally, never done it, but tempted to. It sounds well, like fun. It, it doesn't last. I haven't done it. Again, the, the same lady. She does... I think I'm going to get her number before I go Pink's, back. Uh, Pink Cheeks oh, in Pink Sherman Cheeks. Oaks. Okay. If you guys are looking for her, she's amazing. Ask for Cindy. Okay. She does pretty much every every um, celebrity and porn star in Los Angeles. Maybe I'll have single but dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to match my nails. My and then you post it nails. on social media. Please no, tag me on that. No. Yeah. <laughs> that we won't do. But no, I'll just no. tell you that I'm doing it. You okay. can use your imagination. Boom. There we have it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it definitely is a, a preference. But, yeah. I think at one point it was because I remember when my friend told me about it, I'm like you're doing what and then now it's just been so common that it's like a normal a normal thing mm-hmm. but beyond that I just you know beyond the bush part we've got on the whole another topic um, it's just like looking at people and kind of comparing yourself and I think the which the key thing that you said was the fact that you have energy and that you're able to do things and you're able to be active is far more important than being, you know, whatever size. Yeah, I think once the size, when whatever size you are, whether it's super skinny or you know on the heavier side of things, if you're not active and you can't move, I always kind of put it like if we are attacked by zombies, and I know it's very extreme, if you can't run from them because you're too weak or you can't move fast, then there you go. But I think it really it's that focus of health. Mm-hmm. Look for health, not for a particular size. Because also, too, you, know, you hear so often about people that are dieting to get to this body type, mm-hmm. and they're miserable. It's like everything in moderation. Be healthy, but, you know, hey, America has some really good food, as I've discovered, and, you know, bagels and meatballs and cookie dough. Right. You want to be able to have a bit of that every so often and enjoy what you're eating and see your food as fuel for your body, not I can't have this, I can't have that. Right. Because looking thin in a photo on social media is going to get you happiness. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on who you follow. I see 
people of every size and numbers wise it all works so it's just you know you find the people that that love you and respect you or whatever and they're gonna you know you just get rid of the haters so exactly so let's move on to speaking of social media online dating yes <sighs> what are your what are your thoughts on online dating compared to you know the traditional way of doing things or used to be t- traditional so I think there's two sides to online dating one is that it's creating all these options for us, which is a good thing because as women, we didn't have these options before. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you had to be picked by somebody and then make it work. You know, now we can date and we can choose people and we can get on these apps and look at different common denominators. Mm-hmm. You know, There is an app for every different type of dating requirement. So that's something that's great. We can date from the comfort of our couch, not wearing heels, not wearing makeup and hair and being very comfortable mm-hmm. and get chatting to a guy or a girl. So on one hand, I think we need to celebrate that. On the other hand, we need to work better with it because having options, whilst it's a great thing, it's also just also distracting us. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kid in a candy store mentality. If you walked into a candy store and it was full of lollies and candies and I told you you could have one thing, you'd be doing this. Right. It's, it's too confusing. That's how I kind of like an online dating is that you can jump online and you can choose from so many different people. How do you choose the right one? Right. And that's when it really comes down to understanding what you want and what's right for you. So when you are in the world of online dating, you know what to look for. You know the difference. And we need to be careful of the superficiality that it brings into our lives. Are you just flipping along, looking at how somebody looks? Do they fit the mold? Right. I think our attention spans down to something like one-tenth of a oh, second. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, you know, that's a danger in itself. What you really need to do is use online dating as a virtual bar. Look for people that have something that intrigues you. It might be something about them. They might have something in their photo. That's also a really good hint. Try have photos that paint a picture, that say a few words, something mm-hmm. that you like. Are you outdoorsy person? Do you like dogs? Something that something can start a conversation with you. Okay. So have a look for things that intrigue you and then try and have a go at some banter. See if that person is interesting enough to at least meet for a drink. Mm-hmm. Then you have to transfer from that online world to the real world because you need to see, is there a connection? Is there intimacy? Do I get along with this person? Are they what they say they are on their profile? So instead of complaining about it, like so many of us do, and we go, oh, it's just so hard, and we've got to navigate through all these different things, we need to celebrate the fact that we have these options, but we also need to work out how we choose from these options. Oh, man, I wish, like, two years ago I used to do this show every Saturday. It was a sports show, but we had this one segment because I was doing online dating, and I would read the messages from guys because they were just... It's embarrassing sometimes. Right. I, I want to say to guys, like, there's some great guys out there. And I've got friends, you know, male friends that are on these apps. And I know them. But then I look at what they're projecting. And that's not a portrayal of who this great person is. Right. And, you know, my best advice for guys out there is keep the conversation going. Ask questions. Hi is not a good pickup line. Yes. It's kind of like then the other person goes... Do I say hi back? Do I start asking questions? It's like, make a statement, ask a question. Try and get that banter going. So at least you've got some judgment of what that person is all about. And you've got somewhere to say, do I want to meet them for a drink? Do I want to meet them for dinner? Or am I just not feeling it? So now if you're single but dating, so say you're not looking for a relationship, as a woman, should you state that? Or should you... Because I I feel like men, my biggest thing from online dating or just dating in general, um, 
over the last three years was that I was very straightforward. Like I know what I want, I know how I want it done. There's there's definitely room for um, we can discuss things, but you're not going to sway me to like oh no I want a relationship. No, you're going to sway me to being single, and we're just like you're not going to sway me in that direction. But then I often got called like you're just way too straightforward, almost like you're you're way too like a male. So, and I find that I know a lot of women who are like that. Like, they want a relationship. They don't want anything else. They want a relationship. And then you get these guys like, well, we'll just see how it goes. So what is your, I guess, what is your one for somebody who just wants to be single? And then two for somebody who wants to be in a relationship? Well, first of all, being single but dating doesn't mean that you're not looking for a relationship. Okay. It's just kind of where you are right now. But I think as women, we tend to change our minds a lot more than men. And instead of being straightforward, if you don't feel like you want a relationship right now, say you're focusing on your career or you just think, oh, I'm just so over like relationships. I wouldn't mind dating and having a few dinners and maybe a little something on the side. Right. I think you need to be careful about how aggressive you are with saying that. You could maybe say to them, listen, I, at the moment, I think I just want something a little bit more casual. Mm-hmm. But if you say to someone, I don't want a relationship. I just want something casual, really straightforward with them. That person is then going to box you in their mind as, okay, you're Miss Casual, right? right? You're the person that I call for maybe, maybe it's casual sex. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, a drink every so often. And they're going to be on the market looking maybe for something else. Right. What happens then if you feel a connection, if things change ah. over the course of time, mm-hmm. maybe you start to feel connected with that person and go, hmm, I wouldn't mind exploring something further. Things have changed in my life. This person and I really get along and I wouldn't mind actually seriously dating them to look at, can we be in a relationship together? Mm-hmm. They've put you into that category. They've shifted you in their mind to that casual person and they're not seeing you in the same light as they would to someone that they're considering being in a relationship with. So I think that's the thing where we get ourselves unstuck right. is that don't be guns blazing, this is who I am, this is what this is what I want and I don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. You've got to at least drop that hint and say, at the moment, I'm not really sure what I want. I think I just want to be more casual. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you're in the casual setting, but there's this option that if things progress you could get there because we need to be open to these connections and these scenarios and we need to let relationships come organically as well so many of us are very tough with our boundaries Mm -hmm. and we say well no things are too hectic in my life right now I don't want a relationship you know my job is too busy I I can't balance the both of them if it's the right person and it's a fantastic connection it's a fantastic relationship You'll make it work, but you need to be open to allowing these things into your life. Sometimes I think we're too cut off and removed, and we tend to sometimes take ourselves off the market. Mm -hmm. You can tell it with somebody. I get a lot of people talking to me about their relationship lives, and they'll say things like, oh, I I don't get asked out, or I'm not really dating at the moment. And I see a great person sitting in front of me, and I say to them, you're rejecting yourself. You're taking yourself off the market because you've removed yourself from it, Mm -hmm. and you can see it in their eyes and their faces people want to approach and ask out confident people right it's like we have this hidden light on our head that says when we're open to dating yeah that can be turned off if our mind is in another place so you've got to be really conscious of that yeah i have to say when i have friends who are saying like all men are dogs or this and that and like if you're putting that into the universe then you're just gonna get dogs who want you yeah 
that's the you, you know got the dog light on yeah you got the dog light oh well you know all melanie dogs so i'm just gonna give her a dog because that's what she's expecting mm. so that's my my frustration with some of my friends but you know i i digress there are a lot of dogs but there are a lot of great guys out there as well well yeah that's with anything i i, I think when you know people see people say you know this group of individuals oh they're known for having a lot of drunk ants there's a, dr- a whole bunch of drunk ants all over the world mm. so you know so what are as far as dating sites that you recommend um for let's start with relationships okay I feel like Bumble seems to be positioning themselves a lot more of relationships to hookups. Mm-hmm. I heard of a new one that's coming out called Sweet Pea. I'm not really sure oh, what what that one was about, but <laughs> someone was talking to me about that the other day. Mm-hmm. And then there was a new one also. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the way that it was working its profile was it would take your last three tweets, which is kind of risky. So right. if I matched with you... I could see the last three things that you tweeted. So I get in one sense, I don't think that you should just open your life up to... They're like wrestling, <laughs> Trump, and I think a rapper. Maybe we should pull up your tweets. I know, right? like, Let's pull up your tweets. But again, this this allows for a conversation. It mm-hmm. might show what you're interested, interested in. I don't think when you match with somebody, you should give away your social media handles because so many of us put this false love of projection out there. You don't want to be judged on that. Right. So don't mind the idea of saying, okay, let's take the last three tweets and put them into your profile. Mm-hmm. But then I think it also makes you a little bit more conscious about do I have the freedom just to tweet and go for it? Right. Or do I have to be a bit paranoid that somebody's clicked on me at the time that I've tweeted something about Amber Rose's bush? This is true. <laughs> I did talk about her bush. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I definitely heard Bumble. I, this was my thing. So I was at, at the time, two, whenever, two years ago, I was on Tinder, OkCupid, and Plenty of Fish. Um, and they are all three vastly different sites. But what I noticed about all three of those sites, it was this, I would see some of the same people all through the site. So does, does the site really make a difference? Or do you have to, if you really want to invest in relationship, should you pay for a site? Like, you know, do a match.com? Or is it more of just let the universe, you be open and ready for it and let the universe take care of it? I definitely think that where you're dating will sometimes differ the pull of people that you're dating. The difficulty is exactly what you're saying is that that these days with so many different options, people are on multiple apps. So I actually think you're best off picking one, maybe two. Now, if you're serious about a relationship, Mm -hmm. something like Match.com or something that where you are paying for a profile you can guarantee that you're going to be matched with people who have the same intention to you. So that can work. But the other side is that there's so many free sites these days or ones that you download for a few dollars Mm -hmm. that you don't always have to do that. But jump on a site, have a play with it and see the type of people that you're getting matched with or you're getting responses with. If you feel like it's hookup request after hookup request after hookup request, maybe change and try a different site. Mm -hmm. But when we're dating in this world of so many options, we have to practice being more present. When you're on three, four, five different sites, how do you keep track of who you're talking to and what Mm -hmm. type of person and what kind of site it is? Try one at a time because on each app or each site, you've got a pool of so many different options, but you need to get a gauge of 
how you feel dating goes on that side. Some people, and we've got this whole concept of Tinder babies. You know, Tinder is not just for casual hookup. Tinder babies? So people that meet on Tinder and get married and have babies. Oh, okay. They have this Tinder babies thing. So I'll hear like friends say, oh yeah, we've got a Tinder baby. You know, people do find love on Tinder. Yeah. But it does have more of a reputation, I think, these days to hook up because now there's so many other apps that are exploring this idea of how do we tell you a little bit more about this person and what the connection will be. So play with one at a time and try and get a sense of the type of things people are there for. And remember on your profile, you can always say what you're there for. And a lot of people do these days. Some people will say, you know, wanting to meet new people, not looking for a relationship. That's a nice way of saying, would mind some casual sex. Right. Some people say, I want casual sex. And other people say, I'm, I'm looking to form a relationship with somebody. So if you're confused and you're in one of these sites and you think, how do I portray that? Say it in a nice way in your profile, but making sure that we go back to the idea of, you know, not being too aggressive with it because you want to be open to other things. What happens if you're looking for a relationship, but one night you're thinking, you know what, I might try this casual stuff and you jump online, forgetting that you've got only people who are like only talk to me if you're serious about a relationship. So find that subtle way to, to say to someone you know I know it's exhausting so daunting it's so but it's also fun like I think this is another thing when it comes to dating is that we've got to enjoy it because Mm -hmm. one day you might be sitting at home with your significant other husband wife whoever it is that you decide to get into a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. with and you might look back at these years and go oh I remember that and I do miss those days and there was a fun element to it right a lot of my friends that have been married for a while with children have always vicariously lived through my past single years. Right. And that's something important to realize is that you might miss this time in your life one day. So, yes, take it seriously, maybe sometimes not so seriously, but just remember to enjoy it yeah. and take the knocks as they come. You know, we've now got breadcrumbing and ghosting and all these yes, various please. things. Yes, <laughs> uh, I know, please. I know ghosting. Um, I did see you were doing, a, I think, a talk, and you were giving the lingo, and there's just so... It's really wow. not new trends. Like, this is the ironic thing, is that we come up with these new, new words. words. But it's not, not It's new. not a new trend. It's just that we like to come up with fun words for the things oh. that have always been around. So, like, Jimbo in the 80s stopped, like, calling you, and then that's ghosting, but it's, you know, there was no internet. And now breadcrumbing is like, I'll give you a little bit, and I'll wean you off, I'll leave the crumbs for you to follow me, and then I might ghost you. So... I'd what? Love- Wait, you what? You leave the crumbs? The breadcrumbing. It's like weaning somebody down. So I might give you a little bit, like I might say hi to you and then I don't respond to your message or I might return your call and then you don't hear from me for a little while. I'm really actually not interested, but every so often I just might see if my options are available. So is that more just to leave you open? Like say you're having like, oh, I just want to get a whatever night and that person's still available because you still kind of talk to them? Yeah, I, I feel like this this dating world now and this is what you have to be really careful of is that this character of Mr. Kind of just not that into you. It used to be Mr. He's just not that into you. Right. Now for some people they like to try on different types of people and they like also to have their ego fluffed. So if there's a girl or a guy that's interested in someone and that's showing it the other person might not really be keen but be keen enough to say hi or maybe even hook up with them right and then it's confusing to the other person because like well hang on you're calling me you're texting me sometimes you know the person that's going to be really into you is always calling you back and always texting right if it's kind of 50 50 that's where you go and also i love this word you know i'm busy i've been busy that's the most annoying i think that's what got to me about this whole like dating thing like to me uh, it felt like if you're dating, there's 
at one point I felt there's like two versions. Like you're dating the person, you're going to see if this works out into a relationship. But you might be dating two other people or going out with two other people at the at the same time. Then you realize, oh, I want really want to see where this goes, and you kind of those two other people like fade, fade away. away. You might breadcrumb them or ghost them. Oh, and then you kind of go into. But now it feels like in, in Los Angeles where dating is just like almost like purgatory. Like everybody's dating, and yeah. it's like, are you really dating? Or are you just doing this girl? and you're taking this girl out. Like, you know, you have these... People are dating multiple people. That's the norm, 100%. Yeah. And I think you need to accept that when you're going into the online world. There are certain sites and certain avenues, I think, you know, it's clear that you're into monogamy. Mm-hmm. And I think that does come sometimes with those paid sites. But when you're looking at Tinder, Bumble, and all sorts of other apps... You just never know. You've got to accept that if you're on the app and you can see how many people that you've matched with and how many people you've got access to talking to, the other person is also talking to other people as well. So, you know, as women, we really need to balance that whole we don't want to be too, too keen and, like, you know, too over the top with it. But don't play games because if you're waiting a certain time to be texting him back, I assure you there's probably three other girls that have Mm -hmm. and he's forgotten about you completely altogether. He might have liked you. Right. But, you know, you can only keep going so many conversations and be present with them. So make sure that you do make the effort to call back, to text back, to say something back. Don't have this mentality of, well, I have to wait a certain time because I can't be seen to be too keen. We need to balance that these days because it is a more competitive field. And that can be a negative for us, but it's also more competitive for them as well. We've got access to more men. I just had a Dr. Nikki moment. Yes. I like it. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, So if you're talking to somebody and, you know, you're you're interested in that person, it's going to flow where because my thing was the games. Like it just got so frustrating where I felt like, you know, everybody's playing these games and it's just like, why don't you just say exactly? And I understand that's just not what where we are right now. But it felt it feels like. If you if that person's into you and you're into that person, it won't feel like games because now you're just going with the flow. Yeah. So and if it's meant to be, then sometimes it is organic. And and I hate that saying, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But how many times do you find yourself in these situations where with someone it just works mm-hmm. and with someone else it feels very forced? And that's where you need to be open to connections because you can have your dating wish list and mm-hmm. you can have things like this is the type of job, this is the type of religion, this is what I want him to look like. You find that guy on paper and you're pushing something and it feels kind of nearly artificial and you're trying to make it work and you think well I've got this guy that I thought should fulfill my needs but I'm not happy and then sometimes you might find characters that are completely wrong for you and you think on paper if I were to tell you what their their bio is you think no 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 Nikki I don't want to be with that person but in the flesh it just works and you get along and there's respect and there's consideration and there's this connection there so that's where we need to really drop the dating list and reassess what we want to put on it is it superficial aspects or is it how we want someone to make us feel so do we want somebody who looks a particular way or do we want somebody who's funny and who makes us feel good about ourselves and who respects us and listens and enjoys spending time with us you know, this is where this dating wish list needs to be tweaked a lot. And I've got an exercise for this. Yes, that's what I was going to say. She ha- you have so many exercises in it's here. It's your own workbook. It's, it's, it's a workbook. And I feel, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that whether you are single but dating or looking for a relationship or just looking for a hookup, that it all starts with you. So if you do that hookup and you find yourself attached to that person and that person's not attached to you, you almost have to step back and say, well, what 
what am I doing? Like, what's going on with me? And it has... I wish. And that's why being a confident dater is one of the first chapters. And everyone always says, you know, what's your best advice? It's like, work on yourself first. Mm-hmm. Because you can put yourself out there, whether it's for casual hookups or dating a relationship, and it can be a brutal world. You might have to deal with rejection. You might have to deal with ghosting and breadcrumbing and a guy or girl that you're dating, dating multiple people, not getting back to you. You need to be able to dust yourself up and pick yourself up and go, you know what? I'm okay because I don't want to be with somebody that disrespects me right. and that person wasn't right for me and I can learn from that. And that's a way that you're able to survive in the dating world. It all starts with you. Also, especially as a woman, when you're suffering from insecurities, it can lead you to do some really toxic things. Mm-hmm. And this is what worries me about the casual hookup culture. I'm all for women that want to have casual hookups when it's consensual and from a place that they really want to and they right. understand that. When they feel that they have to do it to get that validation from someone or get that ego boost, that's when I worry about their emotional, even their physical safety. Mm-hmm. It might be the case where a girl thinks, oh, if I have sex with this guy, if I hook up with this guy, I'm loving the attention and the affection and he's into me, only in the morning to go, oh, he only wanted me for sex. So this is that danger, especially as women these days. Mm-hmm. You know, work on yourself, get your confidence up and going because in order to enjoy the dating world, you need to have a, a little bit of a shield on you, keeping in mind that sometimes we just need to bring our wall down a little bit to be able to be vulnerable with someone, mm-hmm. but that takes strength. That strength comes from, I know I can pull my wall down and show you a little bit about who I am because if you hurt me, I will be okay Right. because I've got myself. I know how to bring myself back up. I know what to do. I know how to stay away from characters like you. But that's a really important thing. It's not about being dominated and it's not about being submissive. It's about just being vulnerable enough to show somebody who you really are. Right. Yeah, I I think at one point years ago, like I guess in my... Well, it's funny. My grandmother, she's 98 now. She met her husband. He was walking um, by the family house. I think she might have been 17. He was in his maybe late 20s, early 30s. He liked what he saw, went into the house, spoke to my grandmother's father, and she was married. Like, maybe a year or two later, she had eight kids. Wow. So, sorry, aunts and uncles. Um, but then he passed away, and she's been alive more longer than they were married. But there's that, and I think my mom met my dad, according to their story. They both moved to Canada, and within the year, they, they got, probably at the end of that year, they got married and then they had me. So it's just kind of like, it's so different now. Like, there's just so many. And with all that, I mean to say that we almost have to survive those breakups and those those painful parts to get to the point where if we're dating a bunch of people or whatever, we can survive that. Hmm. I think you just have to almost just expect the first fall. But I don't think it's, it's necessarily a bad thing that it's different from our parents' generation. Because when you look at people like, especially your grandmother at the age of 17 there probably wasn't other options. It was a privilege that if a guy said, this is what I want, I'm, I'm choosing you, it was right. a way to leave the family home. That was your, your next step. Mm-hmm. You didn't have dating websites. You didn't have dating apps. God, you didn't have cell phones. You didn't go out to a bar. <laughs> yeah. So there was no other option. If somebody, you liked the look of them, they ticked the box, they were going to protect you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how marriages were formed. You know, Even in my parents' generation, you know, my parents are married 36 or 37 years now very much in love Mm -hmm. but when they were dating 
you know, it was it was a bit more difficult. It wasn't a matter of I mean, they didn't even have cell phones and my parents did long distance for two years. Wow. How they how they did that I don't know. And you know, flights in those days were not as cheap as they are at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there were so many more obstacles, but as women we didn't have more options. Not saying that my dad isn't a good option because he's a good catch, but there were a lot of women that wouldn't second guess when they felt a connection. Nowadays, I feel like there are women who will feel a connection. Someone, you know, it works, and they're still second guessing it because right. they think, "What else is out there?" There's so many other options. Whereas you look at my parents, and they knew it was right. Mm-hmm. They made it work, and they worked on their relationship. They didn't have this FOMO, and that's one of the things that's so dangerous. Is you could have somebody right in front of you that's really great and would make a fantastic partner. Mm-hmm. As soon as things might get a bit difficult or there's some bumps in the road or there's some logistical things to work out, you're like, "Mm, see you later because I know I can get somebody else online and I want to see what else is available. We also need to work at our relationships when we get in them. Yeah, that's what it... uh it feels like with the divorce, like people are getting divorced, like they're not staying married as long. Like I feel like here's here's my policy. I don't know if you can put this in effect because you're the doctor. If I go to your wedding and I get you a wedding gift, it is mandatory for you to stay married at least five years. Like if you get divorced under two, then I feel I like I back. get that gift back. Like I should, you know, it feels like you know I, I obviously gave this with love and all that stuff, but you didn't even. You didn't commit to the promise that you made. Yeah, it's just, can, can I get my gift it's, back? It's like, I understand. It's these days being a wedding guest because it's terrible and I love to believe in love and I love to believe in the romance of happily ever after, but I'm also a realist and I know that successful marriages and relationships are not dependent on time. Right. You know, I would rather be in a short-term marriage and be able to acknowledge when it's not working and we've tried everything than be with that person for the rest of my life and right. us both be miserable and, and cranky at each other. Yeah. But it does make going to weddings a really interesting thing yeah. because you do sit there and we look at the statistics and I assure you that, and it's it's terrible to say, but I assure you that everyone at that wedding party is thinking, I wonder if this one will last. Yeah. Because everybody is surrounded by people that are going through divorces or are divorced or, you know, divorce themselves. So mm-hmm. how can we not think in that mentality these days? And I think we just need to accept that there is this possibility that a relationship will not survive till death do us part, and that's okay. We need to use that as encouragement to say, okay, in my relationship or my marriage right now, I'm going to work at it and I'm going to enjoy it because who knows what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. I think instead of being so fearful of this idea of divorce, we need to keep it on our toes a little bit more. Instead of taking the other person for granted, going, okay, we might have a, a marriage of... 10, 15, 20, 25 years, who knows? Mm-hmm. But let's enjoy it while it's here because anything, you know, like your grandmother and losing her husband, you know, nothing is a guarantee in life. Right. Yeah, yeah there's so much. There's just <laughs> there's so many options and everything like that. But again, I, I am sad that I didn't meet you two years ago. Um, I'm happy, though, that I've met you now. You have so many... <laughs> For you guys, like, I mean, just... This is like anywhere in the world. This is not, you know, whether, again, single but dating, looking for a relationship, just trying to figure it out. Like, even beyond that, like, reading this makes you kind of think about working on yourself, which is a really big thing, which I think we just tend to ignore, given, you know, the five or six apps that we're on, given all the social social media, given all the television, given all the movies, given all given the... Given the self-help nation that most of us live in these days. You can pay somebody to benefit your life in all aspects Mm -hmm. when do we actually stop and say I'm going to have the trust and faith in myself I'm going to do the work on myself so I'm not running to people I mean yes I'm one of those experts that I like to give advice right 
but I don't want to cash in on people's misfortune. I want to empower people so that they're able to go through life making the decisions about their sex life, their relationships, their dating lives that are right for them. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that's something that we don't do in this society is that there is a pill, there is a therapist, there is a course, there is something for everybody. Right. At what point do you start to have to say, I've got to trust what I believe in and I've got to trust what I want and my desires and go with that because nobody can tell you what's right and wrong for you right you're the only person that's inside your own head yeah it's just like you get the advice you get the the the, like you know she gave me the condom (laughs) and i choose not to use the condoms and then something bad goes wrong it's like they were there sorry mom (laughs) but don't apologize (laughs) it's all good you have to meet her safer sex (laughs) really appreciate you coming on where can people find you uh, the best place is my website, so drnikkig.com.au, or Facebook's probably my favorite social media platform, so Dr. Nikki Goldstein. I do a lot of content on there, and I'm especially re-falling in love with Facebook because I think when you're in this world, it's a platform where I can be raw and honest mm-hmm. and share information that maybe I can't get published because somebody's trying to edit or censor right. it. So, so like a lot of Facebook lives there. A lot of Facebook lives. Um, I ask people's question on my blog. Uh, sorry, answer people's questions on my blog. Ask Dr. Nikki. So if you do have a question, Just email send you a in. List. Yeah, send me a list <laughs> because most of the questions that people are too scared to ask and they find being able to do it online is a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. I assure you there's been another 10 people that have asked me a version of the same one. Right. So sometimes it's really good to be able to say to a population out there, look, someone else has asked it. And I'm sure there's someone watching who thought about that question but was scared that they didn't feel normal or they felt weird maybe for asking it. So mm-hmm. it's a great platform to be able to normalize things. And then uh, one tip for an individual who is single but dating. Ah. Oh. I'm going to say today, master date. So in this world of constantly trying to hook up with other people and find a partner and get in a relationship, learn also how to date yourself. Because if you're confident and happy with your own company, uh-huh. nothing feels lonely. If your date pulls out last minute and you know, can't meet you for a drink. You go, you know what? I'm really happy with grabbing a bottle of wine and tuning into Netflix and just having some me time, especially we're in the society where we're inundated with so many negative messages. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to have a break from that and go, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my own company because remember one day you might be married with kids and you might not have that luxury. So right now, if you're single, but dating as great as it can be to be out there, also make sure that you enjoy your own company. Are you like, um, locking in these terms you have a lot of good terms i feel like i've got a yeah i've got a trademark yeah (laughs) no one steal my terms wow that has (laughs) thank you again thank you for having me i'm sure i will be sending you some questions you guys (laughs) if you guys have any questions for dr well first before you ask any questions definitely pick up her book if you have any additional questions well then message me then messenger (laughs) but definitely follow her on instagram social media facebook all that good stuff i really appreciate you guys for tuning in and yeah and my book cover matches your hair look at that ah meant to be it's meant to be meant to be all right guys we will see you when you we will see you individually or together you know when we see you and i'll talk to you later from managing editor jason squamata executive producers maria menounos phil svitek and kevin undergaro We would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.